AgriTalk is brought to you by Full Scale from Helena. Grow Strong returns this season with breakthrough foliar nutrition from Full Scale at Reproduction. And by Propane. Propane is the energy for everyone, especially farmers. Environmentally friendly propane can fuel most anything on the farm. See how at propane.com. Well, market volatility kind of continued today with corn higher, soybeans lower. I mean, the soy complex was a mess. Cattle off to uh, we're off pretty hard, too. There's been a lot of talk about the Fed. No one better to cut through the Fed speak than our guest today. We'll cover the dollars, metals, equities, of course, the commodity space. And we'll find out if there's anything to do besides shop for the holiday season. Live from a Lorna Dune kind of day via Farm Journal broadcast, this is Agritalk. This afternoon, it's a conversation with Todd Bubba Horwitz from BubbaTrading.com. Directly following the news, Oliver Slope from Blue Line Futures, and I'm Michelle Rook. Now, welcome the host of Agritalk, Davis Michelson. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks, Michelle. Everybody, th- you bet. mad props to Michelle Rook for stepping in here and helping us out. Really appreciate you, Michelle. How's your day going so far? Uh, pretty good. The markets were just a little bit better today. At least corn finally showed some life. So A little bit, yeah. That was good. Yeah. If you had a favorite cookie, what would you say it would be? Do you have a favorite mm, cookie? I like ch- I like chocolate chip. I'm just sorry. Just chocolate chips. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm a plain kind of person. No, that's to me I'm that's boring. It's actually quite fancy because I feel like Agritalk is super fancy. You know, when when we've got chip around, um it's it's fancy in its own way today, but it is sort of a Lorna Dune kind of a day. Chip will be back from Las Vegas tomorrow. We've got the Friday free for all coming up. Uh, we've got the band back together. Weesmeyer is back. Haney is back. I'll be there as well. Chip will be there. It's going to be awesome. Uh, tune in tomorrow morning, 10.06 Central Time uh, for the AgriTalk Weekly Friday Free For All. Yeah, as Michelle was mentioning, we got a little pop in corn here. You might recall we talked to Andy Schisler on Tuesday, and he was looking for a little something in the Dece as we move into first notice day here. And sure enough, the Dece is up 12 cents, but it's going off the board here. So let's look out to the March, which is equally as encouraging. Seven cents higher, still a 482 and three quarters. I'd like to hang a five on that, but give it time. Give it time. Looking down the list here, soybeans under some light pressure, three to four cents lower, roughly. Um, like I said, the, the meal and oil complexes were a mess. We'll see what Bubba makes of all of that. And the wheats were higher as well. Now, you might recall when we talked to, to Andy Schisler on Tuesday, he was like not just talking about the December corn contract, but also these December wheat contracts that are fixing to go off the board. And sometimes that can cause some fireworks. Live cattle futures lower, feeder cattle lower, lean hogs really, lean hogs and coffee really are about the uh, the only bright spot there, unless you're invested in the stock market. The Dow's up 380. Um, but really, all in all, Michelle, I would say not a terrible day in the markets. No, and it is end of the month, and you get a lot of position squaring That's when you right. get into this time period. So, yeah. And, you know, like I said, we always get weird things going on here as you head into <laughs> first notice day, and that was yeah. today. We didn't actually have any deliveries against corn, so right. I think that also helped this pop. Plus yep. some end of the month short covering. So, well, let's talk about yeah, some so, other news, Michelle. 
Yeah, let's start start off with wheat futures. They worked higher for the third straight session, though technic, through technical resistance and a stronger U.S. dollar are stifling some of the momentum. USDA did report wheat export sales at 622,800 metric tons during the week that ended November 23rd. Now, that was up notably from the previous week in the four-week average, and there was some China business in there, notably. Russia's agricultural consultancy projects the country will export 63 million metric tons of grain, though, in 2024-25. That includes 48 million metric tons of wheat. March HRW wheat futures, eight and three quarter cents higher on the day at 643. March SRW wheat firmed 12 and a quarter cents to 598. And March spring wheat closed the day 729 and a half. That was up four and a quarter cents. Yes, absolutely. And when we talk about export sales, uh, we're just getting to the good stuff here. Hit us with corn. Oh, yeah. Corn had stellar exports uh -huh. today. And corn futures, we posted some follow-through corrective gains amid those strong weekly export sales. They were a marketing year high. USDA reported those at 1.928 million metric tons for the week ending November 23rd. That was up 35% from the previous week and up 54% from the four-week average. Meanwhile, USDA Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack told Reuters Chinese buyers took advantage of lower prices for corn in Brazil, leading to a nearly 20% drop in U.S. exports, but he does expect numbers to rise again over time. March corn futures, seven cents higher at 483 and three quarters. May corn, six and a half better at 495. And July corn futures closed at 504. That's up six cents today. And as I mentioned, probably a little end of month short covering there because mm -hmm. the funds are really short in that market too. For sure. Well, it's nice to hear some optimism out of Secretary Vilsack here on uh, maybe recovering some of that Chinese business. Yeah, finally. Yeah, right. Soybean futures moved nearly higher in consolidative trade today. Extended weakness in meal futures pressured the complex despite some notable export sales and persisting South American weather concerns. USDA, re USDA reported daily soybean sales of 134,000 metric tons to China for 2023-24. Now, for the week ending November 23rd, USDA reported net soybean sales of 1.895 million metric tons. That was up 97% from the previous week and up 10% from the four-week average. We also saw beans up for the day four and a half cents or down on the day though excuse me four and a half cents on the jan beans at 1342 and three quarters march beans softened three and a quarter at 1362 and a quarter may beans closed at 1375 and a quarter down three and a half cents today another round of decent export sales uh it makes you feel good but um yeah we'll we'll have to see if the if the market really is all that concerned with it how about the cotton yeah. Cotton. March cotton was 47 points higher at 80.06. And live cattle. The, uh, yeah, skip down to the closes on that so we can get to uh, uh, Oliver. All right. As far as live cattle futures, we closed the day down 102.5 on Dees live cattle at 170.87.5. Feb fell 165 to 170. 71.82 and a half and Jan feeders down 225 at 219.95 and hog futures were down 20 cents on the decent 6877 and a half. That's right, but the February hogs did gain a buck 37 and one half to 7147 and a half and that's where I'm going to start Oliver. Oliver, uh the the December contract, I don't know if we care about the December hog contract here on November 30th or not, but the February sure looked sexy today. 
February looked good. It looked good the previous day and the day before that. So a uh, nice string of uh, winners here on the three consecutive days, longest winning streak since October. Nice to see. Uh, hopefully they can keep that going. Hogs are kind of one of those markets that just kind of chop around directionless a lot. So I don't know that I'm sold on uh, a new bull market being birthed here to round out the month. Okay. Well, let's, let's stay in the barnyard here. Uh, cattle under some pressure today after a nutty kind of week. Uh, a nutty kind of week, man. It's been a nutty two months. I, I tell you <laughs> what, uh, it's just been, uh, a, a lot going on in the markets. Uh, you know, one of my concerns over the summer was the risk of long liquidation with the funds being net long, you know, up to 120,000 futures and options contracts. The fact that they're back to below 40,000 futures and options contracts has, uh, alleviated a lot of that long liquidation risk, which I think bodes well for the market. And I think today's pullback was actually healthy for the market. I don't think, you know, you want to see that, uh, but I think that we got towards Friday's breakdown point in yesterday's trade. So it was a natural resistance point for the market. And the fact that we are able to trade lower and close off those lows bodes really well. We need to see that February contract, though, get out above 174 here into, into the last trading month of the year to really get kind of market participants back uh, being excited about the, the cattle market. Yeah, for sure. Oliver Slope from Blue Line Futures. I appreciate you. Thanks for your words today, buddy. Take care. Okay, so um, I'm going to gather my thoughts here, get my list together so Bubba and I can ignore everything that we plan to talk about and uh, and talk about who knows what. Actually, I do know what. We're going to we're gonna start with some of the Fed stuff. we got to start there because I feel like it's a great springboard into the rest of the conversation. Agritalk. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. Chickens have come home to roost. Find out whose fence they're perched on today on AgriTalk. Welcome back to AgriTalk, everybody. Your pal, Davis Michelson, in behind the big green leafy microphone. Chip is making his way back from uh, Las Vegas. Uh, he'll be here tomorrow morning for the uh, free-for-all. Just some quick housekeeping here. Um, I yammered too much at the at the top and uh, ran Michelle Rook short of time here. USDA reported net beef sales. 6,300 metric tons, 63, no, not 1,000, 100 metric tons for 2023. That's down 37% from the previous week, 49% below the four-week average. And on pork sales, USDA reported net pork sales, ooh, 21,200 metric tons for 2023, but that's down 20% from the previous week and off 35% from the four-week average. Apparently, uh, this week's export sales report wanted to favor the grains, and it did so 
by a wide margin. My guest today, it's been way too long since we've had a Bubba show. Bubba, we're heading into the holidays. I'm so glad that you're willing to take some time to talk to us today. How's everything in Bubba land, huh? Everything is great, but I can't believe Chip was in Las Vegas. He didn't stop by and say hello. He didn't say hello? I thought thought maybe he, he would at least. I didn't tell he was here. What, what kind of nonsense is that? <laughs> I I don't know. I, I really can't can't speak for that. You know, if it, if it was me, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Hey, gee, I mean, I'm going to stay at my house. Well, see, there you go. Out by the pool, we're having a cocktail, we're, you know, it's great. You've been at Bubba's Resort. That's right. Well, he was out by some uh, some snooty uh, pool party that he found somewhere else, uh, so I I think maybe he... Uh, oh, yeah. That's you might have gotten upsold, brother. <laughs> I, I can't compete with that, baby. <laughs> Well, Bubba, I want to talk about all kinds of stuff because you are a, a Pandora's box of of knowledge here. I just, I sort of feel like we need to we need to begin with the Fed discussion. And here's what I don't understand: suddenly everybody is thinking we we're going to have a soft landing. I'm hearing more and more people come on AgriTalk, talking on Fox Business and where wherever else. We've got an interest rate of gain down to three percent um, by some metrics. Okay, great. But I thought we were headed for 2%, dude. That was our goal, and we're not there yet. Yet everybody's talking about, oh, no, we'll be we'll be lower rates by, uh, what did I see? Was it March or May of 24? Somebody predicted a, an interest rate cut. That's a long intro to just sort of say, Fed, go. Well, what do you, you do have a bunch of idiots. You have a bunch of idiots talking about markets that they had no clue on what's going to happen. They're all trying to guess and hoping that we're going to continue to get, you know, that the, that the rate hikes are done and the cuts are going to start coming. And first of all, if you were in a true free market, why would there be a need to cut? The demand for money has never been higher. Okay, so why would you cut rates if the demand is higher? The only time you cut rates the way that they cut them was because the banks were in trouble and they had to finance, try to borrow their way out of debt, which did not work out well. It worked out well for the equity market. But it didn't work out for the general population. It didn't work out for the general inflation. It didn't work out for anything else. Okay, it worked out good for equities. In fact, equities, the Dow made a new high today uh, for the year. So, uh, but overall, if you look at the bond market today, which is directly correlated to interest rates, the bonds are getting hammered, which means that rates are back higher again. And remember, we just hit five percent on the ten-year before coming back to four and a half percent. Okay. Uh, I would think we're going to see a tenure at somewhere somewhere near six percent. You've already got mortgage rates at eight percent, which they are benchmarked off of the ten years. Okay, okay. So, but that feels like it might be good for the consumer. If I'm trying to buy a buy a house, I want to I want to see those treasuries drag mortgage rates lower. Is that what I'm hearing you saying? No, 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 no. no. Mortgages are going up. They're eight percent now. Okay. okay? And they're going higher. I would I would suggest that mortgage rates might see ten percent. Okay. Wow. And this is all very bad news for the farming community because they don't pay. If I'm paying for a mortgage at ten, they're paying twelve or thirteen to borrow money because they're paying a couple of points above because it's risk capital. It's a little bit different. Right. Okay. So it is not a good situation, and I don't see them. How are they going to cut rates? Uh, you know, with, with with trying to get to two percent, mm-hmm. there's there's no way. First of all, there's no way they can get to two percent. That's that's such a hokey number to begin with. And where they came up with it, nobody knows. 
Yeah. Uh, we, we have a, a, a system that is the free market is not what it once, what it once was. We've got a continuation of a, of a government shutdown again, which means all that really means, if you want it in plain English, is they want more tax dollars. So they want to spend more of our money to finance a government. Of course, Congress and the Senate, they still get paid during a shutdown. So what do they care? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and we were talking about it this morning, about how the Fed is always looking backward because they're data-driven. This I understand. Let's wait and get results from some of the stuff we've tried before. Before we move forward, there's an argument to be made for that. I don't know how, given the nature of these markets, like you just said, they don't know. Nobody really knows what's going to happen in these markets. Um, so how can we expect anything else except that the Fed would look backward when basing their decisions? Well, I mean, you can get a pretty good idea. I mean, I think if you take a clue, you know, you remember last week I said it would be the country was much better off when the farmers were running it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, back yep. when we first started. And of course, that is a fact because the farmer, the farmers are forward looking. They're basing everything on, on what they need to plant, what they need to do. And what needs to go on? The government knows what we need to do. They just keep finding new ways to throw away our money on ridiculous projects or throwing money to Ukraine, for example. I mean, it's a, it's a joker. I'm tired of giving them money. They, and they're trying to justify it by other things that they do. But at the end of the day, you can plan ahead. You know, right now, like I, I will say this, the banks are in trouble. I don't care what they tell me. I don't care what the stress test is that you hear from the Fed because you're not getting a real true stress test. You're getting uh, some artificial numbers that, oh, it looks okay, their balance sheets look fine. But the, the trick in the Fed, you know, the banks borrow money from the Federal Reserve, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you have an, what they call the emergency lending window. It's never been more crowded of banks borrowing money because they're well over leveraged once again. This is how the, uh, the last collapse came into play was too much leverage. They already know that. So why aren't they taking care of it now instead of waiting and until it's too late? You know, you can't, once the horse is out, you can't build the fence. It's too late. You have to, you have to assume ahead of time what should happen based on the economic conditions in this country. And they're not very good. Okay. The the homeless population is going faster than almost any other population. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do we make of the labor market right now? Still fairly tight as I'm looking at it. Well, it's how you, you can get a job and nobody wants to work. Right. Okay, you, you listen, you've, when's the last time you've been to a Home Depot or Walmart or Lowe's? You can't get any help. There's nobody there. It's like, it's like an empty hall, right? Mm-hmm. They're paying more, but you can't get any help to work anyways. And besides the fact that now, because of the, uh, some of the new laws and some of the way that we cannot go after, after thieves when they're stealing, you got to let them yeah. steal, okay, they just write it off. You know, it's interesting when you watch some of the dynamics of how this country works. I mean, Walgreens, for example, my wife works at Walgreens. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Walgreens, they, you can't you can't even stop somebody from stealing, and the thieves know that you can't stop them. You just got to let them do it. You get fired. If you get fired if you try to stop them. Wow, what's the limit on that? Is it like theft under a thousand type of deal? You know, yeah, I figured it's a it's a thousand under a thousand a day. So after I go to eight stores, I'll rob eight thousand a day, and I'll take care of every type. Wow, nice work <laughs> if you can get it right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, again, obviously not everybody's gonna let that thing go by, but that but that is unfortunately the 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 country is falling apart. 
Okay. You have an administration that doesn't care. You have an administration that's trying to get more into either communism, Marxism, or socialism. Pick your choice. They're all the same crap either way. Mm -hmm. They're not free markets. They're not allowing the free and, and enterprising public, okay, the Steve Jobs of the world, the, the, the Jeff Bezos of the world. They're not, they're not promoting those type of people anymore. They don't want those kind of people anymore. Okay, so this is this is where we're headed. I mean, have you ever seen, let me ask you this question. Have mm -hmm. you ever seen this much unrest and this much hatred in this country in your lifetime? No, not at all. The divisiveness. And it and it's making me crazy because it, it feels contrived. It is. And, and unfortunately, this is what the current administration is promoting. Okay. Again, I, I don't care. I'm not going to get political, but this whole administration right. is promoting hatred. And look, look what's going on with the crisis in Israel. Okay, in, in the Middle East. Look at how they're allowing the protesters and the things to go on here. Whereas, if it was something else, there'd be no way they'd be letting that go on right now. Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, and apparently there was a there was a kerfuffle at the Rockefeller Christmas tree lighting last night, where some protesters showed up and and clashed with police at a, at an event like that. I mean, when when we're not safe to go out to uh, to see a, a Christmas tree being lit, doggone it, in the town square. It's getting to be a scary world, Todd. Um, okay, we're going to make sure that you've that you've covered uh, your thoughts here, but I do want to move on to what does this economy look like moving into the holiday season? Maybe how farmers and just regular folks, if there are regular folks listening, maybe how how we should be thinking about this season here. Maybe what sectors should we be focused on? This sort of thing. I want to talk about metals and, of course, commodities. We'll be back with more AgriTalk. Stick around. Let's go to the markets page at profarmer.com and check today's closes, where March hard red winter wheat futures were eight and three quarters higher, 643. March SRW wheat firmed 12 and a quarter to 598. March corn futures, seven cents higher, 482 and three quarters. May corn firmed six and a half cents to 495. January soybean futures, four and one half cents lower, 1342 and three quarters. March beans, down three and a quarter to 1362 and one quarter. March cotton, 47 points higher, 80.06. On the livestocks, December live cattle softened a buck two and one half to 170.87 and a half. Feb futures fell a buck 65 to 171.82 and a half. And Jan feeders down $2.25 to close at 219.25. And here's December lean hogs, 20 cents lower at 68.77 and a half. But the Feb hogs up a buck 37 and one half. Get more market news every market day at tryprofarmer.com. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. 
Opinions expressed on AgriTalk do not necessarily reflect the views of Farm Journal Broadcasting, affiliate stations, or sponsors. We've cleared the schedule for you. Give us a call at 855-482-5524 and join the conversation. Yeah, you want to talk to Bubba? 1-855-4-TALK-AG. That's 1-855-482-5524. It's a call. Let's. What's on your mind? Let's let's find out. Uh, I'm going to bring Todd back in. Todd Bubba Horowitz from uh, BubbaTrading.com. I appreciate you taking some time with us. We talked about some Fed stuff here, um, dude. Looking at the news, as I don't know if we're still calling this a pandemic recovery or not. I think some would like to, and maybe use that as an excuse. But you know, if I'm looking at the different sectors, you know, USDA is already talking. Maybe not quite as good next year. For the ag sector, uh, the commercial property sector is in big trouble. Retail, everybody's overspending. Pretty soon there's going to be a credit card bubble and nobody's going to have any money to spend. Um, <laughs> where does safe money go right now? What what, what leads the turnaround here, Todd? Well, I mean, we've got a lot of problems. And, and before you know it, we're going to have a, a market meltdown. I mean, we've already seen it somewhat in the grain markets. I mean... You know, they haven't been very good this year. And certainly the, the input cost versus the cost of production and, of course, of, of selling, I mean, it's not been very good. I, I yeah. think you've got a record number of people. Forget about the dollar amount because we can't compare eras. But you, you've never had more people at limit on a, at least one credit card. Right. Okay? They're paying the usury rates on those, on those paybacks as they're paying the minimum balance. So that's a problem. Okay. And you have a, a, a whole situation that they made this credit so easy to get because why? Well, first of all, you can't bankrupt against a credit card. That mm-hmm. was a, a bill that was passed a number of years ago that took out bank out of out of out of bankruptcy. Oof. So people are charging like, uh, as they would say, drunken sailors. Yeah. And you know, we see uh, all kinds of things happening, and and it, it's it's going to come to roost at some point. It always does. You cannot continue at this pace. I mean, look what's happening in, in the cattle markets, for example, Davis. You you saw, you know, I kept telling you they got up to all-time highs. You got to sell them there. No shortage or no shortage, you got to sell them because people can't afford them. And look right. look at how far we've dropped. Now, obviously, there's still more room to go, I think, on the downside. But mm-hmm. the consumer is running out of money. The only thing that's going to save the, the fourth quarter here is very rarely will people cheat their children for Christmas or anybody, right. they give people give gifts. Even though they don't have the money, they're still going to spend whatever they don't have mm-hmm. for, through Christmas and worry about it in January. So that is the one thing that might help keep things afloat now. But overall, the picture is, is very bleak. Earnings are down. Average earnings are down seven thousand dollars a year. Groceries are up twenty percent year over year, and fuels up fifty three percent. And it's and it's been selling off recently. If you saw the big turnaround today. Yep. So those are those are not that's not a good combination for looking forward into the future. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, is the market responding rationally to the info it's been no. been given over the past few months? No, it, nobody. Listen, let's remember one thing: nobody respond responds rationally until it directly affects their bankroll, okay, or their money. Okay. And if it's not affecting you, you're still investing, you're still playing, you're still doing your thing. You're not worried about it. But when it, then it affects you. You know, there, there's a poem that was written by Martin Niemöller, which first they came for X, and then they they came for them, and then they came, and then by they came for me. There was nobody to help me. 
And this is what we're seeing kind of develop in, the, in this program here. And to me, look, if you have capital and you have money to invest, you put it in the equity market because the equity markets, if the country's going to make it, right? And we are in that key time, right? Between two and 300 years when every great empire fails. But let's assume that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. The markets go up eight and a half percent year over year. So if you have capital that you're not going to need tomorrow, you put it in the equity market. If you're, if you're a little bit more stretched, listen, T-bills are paying five and a half percent. Those are 30 days. So you can, you can get five and a half percent money right now, which is, which is a better return than a dividend in the stock market right now. Right. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Um, let's, <laughs> we should probably talk about some ag stuff. Take me back to the feeder cattle. We had that humongous move, uh, in the earlier this week and, um, we've, we've fallen back from there. Was that our test that tells us, Oh, yep. She's done. Oh yeah. I think that was just a dead cat bounce. I mean, you know, you, you get, mm -hmm. you remember, We've come down in the feeder market pretty dramatically, right? We were as high as, you know, 268. We're now 219. Okay. So, you know, you got that big spike up. Why? Because markets get too oversold. Markets get stretched in one direction or the other. And suddenly they're going to have a reversal to relieve the pressure or the tension. Okay. And, and, and again, I think you're going up and I think they're going to come back down. I think they're going to go low. I think they're going back under $2. Okay. okay. And, and I think that when you look at the, the picture, okay, we had a reason to be higher. There was a little bit of fear, a little bit of panic, a little bit of a chase because there was a shortage. And even now, we're now realizing that even if there is still a shortage, the economy, the buyers can't support it at the retail end. And if there's not a need or demand at retail, then even if you're short on, on production, you're not, you don't have to produce as much because there's not as many buyers stepping out to buy it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, well, okay. Let, let's flip it over to the, uh, to the hogs. I've got the Feb up a buck 37 and a half to 71, call it 71.50. Does that seem roughly fairly valued here in the Feb hogs? I think they're pretty cheap, actually. I said yesterday and I said last yeah. week, I said you buy hogs at 67 cents for February. No. I mean, I I can't ever remember in my lifetime seeing them that cheap. I'm sure they were, but I don't remember it, right? Mm -hmm. the, the, the the Fed pricing today is more like December pricing, okay? Right. And look, we have the, the, the food chain of protein, cattle, hogs, poultry, and then powder, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what's next, but, you know. And I soil think and green, the, I think, I is think next. we're in the hog club. <laughs> what's that? I say soil and green should be on that list, too, probably somewhere, Todd. You know what I mean? So I think we're in the hogs, the hog period, okay? And I think that's why what, what we're seeing them. You know, they had a big, they they rallied nicely and then get hammered back down to 67 cents, and now they're starting to move up again. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I think you, listen, you've got problems everywhere. You've got a, an, an overall economy that, again, we continue to hide from what the real issues are. And, and the real issues are simple. We just don't, we don't earn enough money. There's not enough people working, okay? And 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 certainly the the cost of, of of input to a farmer is still high. Mm -hmm. You know, we're even even crude oil at seventy six dollars a barrel is still very high when it comes to production. Heating oil, which is obviously a very key component in diesel, yeah. those prices are very high right now. So your 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 profits. You know, if you don't produce, if you didn't produce a huge crop this year, you know, if you're in the Dakotas. You, you probably lost money this year because you're not going to produce anywhere near what they produce in Iowa and Indiana and mm -hmm. Illinois. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Think about it. So if you're producing, you know, you're not making any money. Yeah. And it makes it a much bigger challenge. You know, and this is this is where I think we'll find out a lot in the first quarter as, as farmers are starting to plan for next year, uh, you know, and, and look into what they're going to plant, how much they're going to plant, what they're going to plant, and the whole deal. I think what we're going to find out is I think some farmers may be forced, they may be even pass next year. Because, again, if I'm going to have to go to a banker and borrow X okay, to put mm-hmm. the crop in the ground, and I know that I'm going to be operating at a loss, first of all, I got pressure from the bank. And you know how that forced liquidation goes, right? When the banks get nuts and they start mm-hmm. forcing you to sell out at a loss because they want mm-hmm. their money back. So you, there's going to be people that are going to make a decision. You know, if they have enough capital to survive another year without taking the risk and the gamble of planning what could be a losing year anyways because of these costs. Again, these costs, are, everything is all out of whack. Mm-hmm. Nothing is perfectly in, in line the way it should be. You know, the cost of fuel, because fuel is, what, 80% of everything we do. Right. From production to delivery to whatever. So now, if if that's still real high, and of course fertilizer is through the roof. I mean that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to plant that maybe a loss, do I really want to get involved, or do I want to save my money? Well, and I, I, I guess I'm I'm kind of getting lost in the shuffle just a little bit. Borrowing costs were high uh, as farmers were borrowing for this crop. Do you have a sense for? how borrowing costs might compare this year. Have we continued higher or have we leveled off at least? No, I think we're higher and I think we're going higher. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, again, if you bench almost every interest rate benchmarks off the 10 year notes. Okay. okay. The 10 year notes uh, were got up to, as I said, 5%. Okay. Earlier, the, the, a couple, about a month ago, right now they're 435. Okay. Mortgages are, New homes in like in Las Vegas, you have to be able to qualify for an 8% mortgage. Okay. Let's say the average in the country is 7%. That means that a farmer is probably paying 9% for money. Okay. So if, if the tenure goes up, remember, it's risk capital. Farming is considered risk capital. And even though the local banks and, and those are trying to help as much as they can, they, they still got to report to a, a business plan and they're not going to give you a discount on capital especially at these higher rates. I mean, if the banks were in solid, good condition right now, then these rates would be no problem because they'd be making more money. But I think that they're so far over leveraged and have so much bad debt on their books that it's going to be a real problem. And they're going to force them to push rates even higher to those who really need the money because when you come in with need, heck, I'm going to, I'm going to charge you even more. Yeah. And you're coming in for risk capital, I'm going to even raise it a, another point. Mm. <laughs> wow, I, I, we're coming up on, on time. News. I was going to ask you, dude. You know what? Can can you hang around into the into the next segment? Because yeah. I we haven't even talked corn and beans at all. I mean, the thought is everybody's going to sell beans off the combine and, and store corn, dude. That feels like trouble to me, and we got to hurry. Yeah, I'm here. I'll, I'll wait for. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we've still got a few seconds left, but uh, yeah, I think maybe we should start yeah, I there. Listen, and, I, I, this is all, and that's the other problem we always have, right? We have the, the continued rotation, the chasing the hot crop, or what is Oof. the best crop for now. Yeah. And, and, of course, that never works because then you oversupply that market and you undersupply the other. I think you should stand with what you do best and what you know you're going to produce the best because at the end of the day, it comes out in the wash. And when everybody starts overweight, it's just like the market, okay? When it overweights to one side, it leaves something else that's going to have a bigger move because everybody...
From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. In the morning, you're coffeeed up and you're thinking. In the afternoon, you've calmed down, but you're still thinking. We're here all day. Agritalk. Welcome back to it, everybody. Uh, we're going to have to go quick here. Todd Bubba Horowitz and I have been talking about uh, a whole bunch of stuff here. But uh, we left it at the thought, Bubba, is farmers are probably going to lean into selling beans out of the field and storing corn. I feel like that's a, it's a risky maneuver. Um, your thoughts on how to handle corn and beans here through uh, through December as we are finishing up harvest? Well, I, I would I would store the corn at these prices. I, I think that uh, you know I don't think they can go much lower. Of course they can. We both know that. But I I would be much more apt if I had. Now again, you have to weigh into do I have storage costs or do I have the bins on my property? Right. There's a whole right. bunch of metrics that go involved into whether you're going to store or not. If you have to pay to store then there's no point to store because you're giving up the money anyways. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I would have no problem with that. I mean, I would certainly, I'm like, I'm like a farmer. I'm storing my own corn. I bought, I bought corn, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and I'm just, yeah, I'm sitting on it and I'll roll it. I keep rolling it forward until it goes my way because I don't, I don't think at these prices, you know, if you take out the ethanol value, I mean, you're virtually at dirt cheap prices again. And I can't imagine we can stay down at these levels, especially with what I expect to happen with the overall economy. But year over year, I mean, the at least on corn anyway, the the outlook is a is a bit grim according to some. No, I understand that, but again, I I look at dollars, I look at prices, and and mm -hmm. to me, you know, first of all, I'm always hedged against any any kind of risk, anyways, you know, as much as I can. But at the end of the day, you know, we get down to these low levels. I mean, when you look at the overall what has happened with inflation. But you look at what's happened at the price of the store. And you look at the price of what, what the futures markets are trading at right now. I mean, there, there's, a, there's a, a misstep in that formula somewhere. And there's a big problem. And, and if you're not able to turn that for a profit, okay, and you're, I'd rather hold and, and look to sell later when we're going to get a rally at some point versus trying to sell it now and take a loss. Again, it really depends on your production and where your, your, your bottom line comes to. But I have no problem storing whatsoever. All right, very good. Um, excellent. Can we talk a little bit about gold and silver? Um, silver was, uh, when I checked this morning, popped up over 25. Gold is back up over 2,000 here. Do you like the metals? I mean, I've been hearing for 20 years that, that silver is going to 300. You better buy today. You know what I mean? Well, just like gold is going to 5,000. I do right. like them both. 
I really thought that gold would make a new all-time high this year. I don't know if it'll get there or not. I thought silver would get into the 30s. It has not done so. Uh, but, I mean, again, this is another question you have to ask yourself. Are you going to buy some gold or silver physical? Paper is no good, okay, because there is not enough gold, in my opinion. There's not enough gold in the world to cover the amount of paper that has been sold that covers gold. But if you're going to buy physical, you have to be willing to hold on to it because if you're forced to sell it, you're not going to like the price you're going to get for it when you're forced to sell it out. Does that make sense? That makes a ton of sense. Maybe view that physical metal uh, as a store of value for the long term, perhaps. I think I've heard you say that before. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I buy gold and silver all the time. I think that your portfolio should be, you know, again, farmers are a little bit different because a lot of their portfolio is property. Right. But five to ten percent of your of your worth should be involved in precious metals, and it should be in precious metals that you own, not that you're buying on paper through the futures market or through the equity market or through an ETF, whatever. You should own them because again, when it hits the fan, there's I don't think there's enough gold to cover it all, and I think you may at some point need gold and silver as a currency again at some point if things really get bad. Ah, oh, that's interesting. Um, where can uh, where can folks get more? from you if they're interested, sir? They can go to BubbaTrain.com or they can email me direct and you know I'll answer at Bubba at BubbaTrain.com. And it's my pleasure to help out and answer any questions that they have. Because again, listen, I grew up in the industry. My mom grew up on a farm. My dad was a peddler. So I understand the business pretty well and and always happy to help. Yeah, indeed. As uh, maybe some of our listeners are heading out to do a little bit of Christmas shopping this year, what might your advice be for them? I wear a triple X, so in case you want to buy me something. <laughs> I just, that was a triple don't, X, don't, everybody. Don't overspend. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't overspend. Again, it's Christmas, yes. I know we all want to give good gifts. We all want to do a lot of stuff. But, again, remember, if you can't pay for the charge bill when it's going to come due, don't buy it today. Because mm. those those rates they charge on, on credit cards, those usury rates, you can never get out. It's, oh, it's, it's like a deep hole. Yep, yep. Excellent advice. Uh, Bubba, I sure appreciate you. You know that. Um, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for spending some time with us and for sharing some of your wisdom. Uh, we'll do it again real soon. What do you say, pal? I appreciate it, man. It's always great to be with everybody and happy holidays if I don't talk to the rest of them later, but, uh, always great to help if I can. Look, I, I do have a, a negative tent right now, but it's just because it's of right. what's going on. I can't, I can't no. help what's happening. No, it's, you're, you're a pragmatist, and that's that's what keeps them coming back, and that's what I appreciate about you. So thank you for speaking candidly and frankly with us and, uh, you know, giving us the straight poop, Bubba. Thanks, brother. Have a great night. The handsome newsman, Davis Michelson. You got him, folks. Uh, that was Todd Bubba Horwitz from BubbaTrading.com. If you're interested to get more info on everything that he does, let's go over to the National Weather Service 6-10 to 10 day Weather forecast. Let's see, updated. Ooh, this is updated yesterday. Let me refresh and see. I may have let Bubba go too soon. Here we go. Here's this one. Okay. Here we go. It looks like the uh, 6 to 10 day is calling for, boy, those above normal temperatures to stick around. That uh, that lovely little pink spot has grown into a red blotch. I would even almost call it maroon. It covers nearly the entirety of the Dakotas, half of um Let's see, we're getting, uh, I guess not quite half, but we're getting into Minnesota here, about half of, of Nebraska, and that whole area there is going to be wicked above normal. Everybody else pretty much near normal, below normal in Florida, below normal in Alaska. That's no good for my speedo trials. 
as far as the six to ten day precip outlook below normal precipitation expected basically in a line um, that covers most of the corn belt and then up and to the west of that the northwestern corner of the united states looking for above normal precipitation in the six to ten day precipitation outlook now let's flip over to the eight to fourteen day outlook and the uh, the temperature there has got the entire country pretty much in above normal temperatures with the exceptions of call it the, the three of the corners which i have near normal and uh pretty much the whole northern two-thirds of the country above normal precipitation is expected thanks to uh michelle rook big apple joe stackler and of course todd bubba horwitz i'm your pal davis michelson chip will be back tomorrow morning we've already got a free-for-all chambered and ready to go we smire haney and myself We'll see you then, AgriTalk.